It's time for the ESPN UP High School Football Preview Show. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad to have you along as always. And every week we'll be talking with coaches all across Marquette County as we do so today. And we start with Westwood head coach Scott Sergila. His team getting set to open up the 2019 season against Houghton this evening. Well, Coach, first and foremost, tell me about practice leading up to game day. How's everything been going for you guys so far? Uh, not bad. You know, I think like most schools, um, you know, you want to get through double days uh, injury-free. Um, but, you know, it's football and you're you're going to get some injuries. You're going to get dinged up. We're a little bit dinged up right now uh, going in uh, into the season. Um, but, it uh, you know, it's nothing uh, extraordinary, so... And, uh, hopefully we can kind of lick our wounds, heal our injuries, and, and be ready to go. What's been the biggest thing you've addressed fundamentally leading up to the first game? Well, you know, we got a lot of kids uh, in some different positions and things like that, and um, you know, and I, you, you want to get them in those positions so you can start uh, coaching them up in those positions. And uh, um, some of our positions are going to be by committee. Um, you know, you got two or three kids, which, you know, I'm okay with. It uh, It just means more playing time for more kids. And, um, you know, so there, there's some of that there. And we always stress fundamentals. I mean, we're, we got to get our line going. Coach Wilson is doing a great job with that. Um, and I'm um, working with our backs. And, um, you know, what what's going to be our identity? I mean, we, we, we're going to run downhill at you. We're going to come at you. Um, but, you know, if you don't have the line to do that, you got to maybe change some things up a little bit. So, you know, we're, we're going to have a little bit of a different look this year. Uh, so we've been working on that, and, um, you know, it's, it's getting better. Now, Coach, you and I have talked plenty about the size of your line this year, and you've said that this is the smallest line you've probably ever had at Westwood. Tell me about how you overcome that. How do you keep the line performing at a high level? I tell you what, that's I've always said if, if – if the head coach doesn't coach the line, you better have somebody that is better than you uh, to do it. And uh, I do. Um, coach Wilson does an absolutely tremendous job with our kids. Um, he gets them in technique, and uh, you know he's like a little Buck Nystrom out there. And uh, he he does he, he does a, he does a great job with them. They, every single day they're doing something the same thing over and over, um, staying in our technique, driving hard. And, uh, working on our blocking technique and, um, you know, we'll add a little bit here and there. And, you know, we might have to try to come at some angles sometimes at, at some people. Um, uh, not a big misdirection guy, but, um, you know, sometimes you might have to do that. And, uh, you know, that, to allow us to maybe try to free up some of our backs. And uh, we've been trying to work our edge blocking a little bit this year, um, our running back blocking and, Wing back blocking, wide receiver blocking. We, you know, if we have speed, uh, you got to get there first. And so uh, we got to try to get that speed out in space and, and let them go. Now you've talked about a few players that are going to be making the transition, playing some new positions this year. Taylor Delangelo being one. I know it's hard to replace a quarterback like Nate Beckman, but Delangelo's a heck of an athlete. Tell me how he's looked calling the shots under center. I'm really happy with how uh, Taylor has progressed these couple weeks. Uh, he's worked hard over the summer, um, you know, passing, throwing, um, making his reads and his checks and things like that. And um, he really has. He's put on some weight. He's a little bit bigger, a little bit faster, um, you know. And and he has. He's invested. 
and uh, so he cares. And, um, you know, he's, he's been all business. Uh, he's a quiet leader. Um, I liked how, you know, he made some mystique, mistakes in the scrimmage, but they're very correctable mistakes, and especially when we saw it on film, we watched it. He knew right away. I mean, he even knew after the play at the scrimmage, okay, i got to do this instead of this, and I see it now, and things like that. So um, you just you just want your quarterback to slowly progress, and, you know, he, he's our signal caller, and uh, um, we're going to go with him and, and uh, go from there. Yeah, you talked about your scrimmage. You saw Marquette, one of the better big schools up here, and then Calumet. Tell me about how that scrimmage benefited you. What do you know about your team now as compared to prior? Well, uh, you know, we saw some holes that uh, we needed to work on, saw some things that we needed to work on. Uh, I didn't particularly, uh, wasn't fond of our tackling, and uh, so we've been working tackling every day. And uh, until we start practice this week, um, you know, and uh, you got to emphasize it, I I guess. We we do it, we did it in double bays, and apparently we didn't stress it enough. And, um, you know, one, you want to tackle for safety first uh, so kids ain't getting hurt. Um, but two, you, you want to, that, that's football. It's blocking and tackling. And uh, if you can't control the line of scrimmage, don't win in the trenches, and you can't tackle your opponent, you're not going to have success. And uh, so we've been working that a little bit. Um, we saw some things offensively uh, that we can work on, that we need to work on. Um, our line play, I was actually um, pretty happy with them. I mean, uh, considering that we have a smaller line, our kids came off the ball really well, snapped off the ball, and, you know, we're going to try to get into people. And uh, that's, that's, what, that's what we do. And um, uh, we've got to work our backs. I gotta, backs got to have better vision, make some cuts. Well, Coach, let's talk about Houghton, your opponent this evening. Tell me what you know about them. It's a team that you beat 42 nothing last year, but they were playing a lot better football toward the end of last season. Uh, yeah, they, you know, they ended up four and five. You know, we, we kind of taught them last year. Uh, the young sophomore running back who's now a junior. He's absolutely humongous. He's 6'2", 245. Um, they have a huge line. I saw him in the scrimmage against Ishpeming and we, I know the Ishpeming kids and I, you know, they got a lot of their line back from last year and Ishpeming's really big. And I would say Houghton, um, actually is bigger than them. And, and so, we're going to have our hands full. Like they, you know, I thought they, I wouldn't say they pushed around Ishmael, but I mean, there were times where, you know, they, they, they did open up some holes for their guys and, um, you know, they got their wing backs are fast and strong looking and, uh, a heavy quarterback who runs the offense and, um, we're going to have our hands full. It's, uh, it's by no means, I mean, I, are we taking them lightly? I mean, we can't. It's, it's, we're now the green team like they were last year in that first game. And, I remember watching them last year, uh, you know, against us the first game, and then I saw them later on on a scouting film versus Nagani. They look like a different team, and uh, I think they're I think they're going to be a solid team this year, and we're going to have our hands full. Offensively, what kind of scheme do they run? Uh, it's you know it's based on a wing tee with an ace back, the slot back, or the wing back will go into motion, um, and there's a lot of misdirection. You know, you you got different guys pulling and. Um, you know, they'll fake one way, give another way. Um, but a lot of times, you know, they're, they're fullback based and, uh, we got to stop the fullback. And, 
teams had a hard time doing that last year. I could see it in the scrimmage. They had a hard time doing it against their other opponents in the scrimmage. And um, it, that, that's the first guy we got to stop. I mean, that's their go-to guy. And, you know, it's, uh, he's also a lead blocker on a lot of their plays. And um, they try to get you, you know, they'll hit you with trap, they hit you with your belly, and then they hit you with the buck sweep. And, um, you know, and then they'll fake all those and uh, roll out and flood a zone. And, and so um, we have to... We have to be on our toes and be ready to go. I have a new quarterback this year. I don't know what he looks like as far as a drop-back passer. Are they a run-first team, or will they air it out a little bit? They'll air it out, but I think they're a run-first team. They're, you know, they're, they, you know, if I had a 6'2", 245-pound fullback, I'd be a run-heavy team, too. <laughs> uh, so, um, you know, they, they want to establish him, and once they establish him, they play action to him, and, you know, they've they got their wing-backs and their slot-backs. They're, they're like tailbacks, and uh, they're really fast. They're strong runners. They, you know, they're going to get you to the edge. And, um, you know, we have to be able to control that edge. And, uh, you know, we've, uh, you know, we've worked on that, uh, all preseason. We knew what they were going to be running. Um, so it, you know, but stopping it's a different story when you've got a 6'2, 245 pound kid coming at you. Um, you know, at, uh, and I got a buck 50 outside linebacker. You know what I mean? It, it's, what do you tell them? Hold on, you know. And so, um, you know, we're trying to coach our kids up. You know, we're a little bit undersized, but you know, we have to get hats to the ball. If we can get hats to the ball, uh, we'll, we'll have a shot. I think. Well, coach, tell me about them defensively. Are they a straight up forty team, or will they throw a few different looks at you? Well, last year, I think they're in a fifty-three, um, more so against us. Actually, they were in a fifty-three. Um, and uh, so far from what I've seen this year, uh, they've been in the 40. And uh, we've prepared for both. Uh, we actually saw a lot of a lot of 53 last year. And um, so we were, we kind of started out this year preseason and working our stuff against the 53, but we work it against all defenses. And, um, you know, we don't have very many plays, so it's, uh, let's good at, get, you know, good at those plays and um, uh, do them against multiple defenses. So... Our kids shouldn't have, you know, shouldn't be confused going against whether it's a 40 or 50. We've worked both, so uh, we'll see what happens. And uh, they got good outside linebackers. Their ends are huge. One's their tight end. On the other's the fullback we talked about. Um, big kids, strong kids. Their uh, interior line is 250, 260. Um, all those, some of those kids are back from last year. And uh, their wing back and slot back. One's an outside backer. One's an inside backer. Uh, he played last year. He was a good inside linebacker for him. Um, so, you know, I, I expect Houghton to be a, a, a really good team. Um, I expect a battle, and uh, hopefully we can do some things right, come out on top. How about your team defensively, Coach? You graduated seven on that side of the ball. You know, the personnel changes a little bit. Does your scheme change with it, or are you pretty much going to stick to what's been working for you? Uh it's going to be our defense. I mean, we got our rules of our defense. We, um, we start with our 50, and then sometimes we play a 40 and things like that. So, um, you know, when you play a 40, you've got to have, you know, four linemen that are able to control that D-line, at least control their gap. And, uh, you know, we'll see this first game when we, I got a, you know, literally a 180-pound kid going versus a 260-pound kid. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens, and uh, I don't know. It, um, that's kind of a question mark going into this season. If we're going to have to 
play more of a 50 or stay 40 or what we're going to have to do. Um, it, it, either way, you know, if we stay in our technique and we get hats to the ball, um, that's that, that's what defense is. You know, we got to tackle. We got to tackle once we're there because I thought in the scrimmage we got to the ball, we didn't tackle very well. So if we can get there and tackle, we'll be all right. Scott Sergil is the head football coach at Westwood High School. His team opening up the season this evening against Houghton. Serge, I appreciate you taking the time. As always, we'll talk again here soon. Thanks a lot, John. Have a great day. Let's take a time out. we got more coming up on the ESPN-UP Coaches Show after this. Take a look inside the world's primary nickel mine. There are only a few free tours left of the Eagle Mine and Humboldt Mill this season. Tours go through the end of September. Eagle Mine offers two different tours, a driving and walking surface tour of the mine site and a walking tour of the Humboldt Mill. Registration for each tour is required. Book your free tour online at eaglemine.com tours. The tours are free and they're open to people age 13 and up. Attendees under the age of 18 must be accompanied by an adult. Book your tour online, eaglemine.com tours. I'm Tom Farley from the Bjork and Zalke Funeral Home. The student-athletes in our area are second to none. They spend their days in the classroom preparing for their futures and compete after school in their sports with a high level of talent and effort. Each year there is a new set of athletes. We watch as they grow and develop and represent their schools and communities. When you see them on the street, let them know you appreciate their efforts. The Bjork and Zalke Funeral Home is standing on the sideline with great admiration for what you do. Join us ensuring in a positive way as we enjoy this high school sports season. Bjork and Zelke Funeral Home, your local and trusted agents for Sunburst Memorials. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad to have you along as always. Time now to talk Gwynn Modeltowner football with head coach Dion Brown. His team getting set to welcome Bark River Harris tonight at 7. Coach, first and foremost, it's been a long time coming, just a couple more hours. But tell me about how practice has gone for your guys so far. Uh, it's been going pretty good. We uh, got about 25 kids out for varsity football. Uh, two of days is pretty good for us. A uh, lot of depth at skill guys, at the skill position. Um, linemen, I uh, still wish I could have about two or three more linemen, but it's fine. We turn the three starters in the offense, offensive line. Defensive line is the one that um, I got to replace. But other than that, I mean, we're excited. We're ready to go. The guys are pretty much tired of beating up on each other. They know they want to hit somebody else now. So. Yeah, tell me about how things have gone in practice so far. What's been the biggest thing fundamentally you've addressed to your guys? Uh, just stay at being disciplined. Being disciplined on a defensive line. Uh, not, don't get don't get too far up the field because they're a wing team. They love running run the traps and those bellies so our linemen can't get up the field. You know, we got some big boys up front, and they got um, decent-sized linemen, and they will run that trap to death. So that's been the biggest thing that I've been – preaching to my, my uh, defensive line is just don't get up the field. Uh, that's really what we've been working on as far as the fundamental aspects of, of, of football. 
uh, it's the, just been my defensive line. Uh, everything else, I think, is kind of fundamentally sound for us. My outside linebackers been doing a pretty good job. My wide receivers uh, been running nice, crisp routes. My quarterback looks pretty good. My back's been hitting the hole hard. So I've been, I've been, I've been fine with everything that we've been doing so far. Tell me about your seniors. How are they feeling as they get set to go in their last go around? Uh, well, it's, <laughs> it's kind of weird because we only got like I think four seniors on the roster. And uh, Caleb Anderson is ready, and um, hey, Blaine is Blaine keep texting me every, every night to he wants twenty carries a game. So I think they're excited. Um, Blaine is the only three year starter that I got on the team, and Caden White rotated in a little bit last year, so he's he's ready to go offensive defensive line. So they they excited. They are they ready to go. Well, coach, tell me about some of your starters, maybe some guys you have returning, and some guys who are looking to fill some spots. Well, of course, Anderson, it all starts with him, the quarterback. Uh, we was on a, a roll last year until he got hurt. Uh, I feel like he's the best. He's the best in the UP. He's really good. Size about 62, about 215 pounds. to put the ball anywhere. Uh, Blaine, a nice running back. He can block. He can hit the hole hard. He can catch out of the backfield. Uh, Caden White is pretty good. Um, lineman. The thing with him is he's got a – we want him to be more physical this year, and he said he is. I mean, he's the strongest kid on my team. Weight room did him justice. Um, and some guys that are willing to step in will be Safar, Taquan, uh, James Harnick, um, David DeVall. So it's a lot of skilled guys out there. So I tell them, hey, it ain't enough balls to go around. So if you get a chance, you better make a big break. You've got Bark River coming to town. You beat them 36-20 to to open last season. What do they look like this year? They look pretty good. A lot of skilled guys. Uh, you know that. I think the JV team were 81 last year, and a lot of those skilled guys are juniors. And um, Ryan is kind of small, but, you know, they, they run that wing too, so they're going to try to get those guys into the flats and into space. Uh, that waggle off the off play action. Uh, they run a lot of trap, like I said earlier. Uh, they're a really good football team. You can do well coach. Al does a great job of coaching those guys. And uh, you can tell when they still is asking, they're, they're fundamentals. You know, they go, they go get that three, four yards of pop and then try to go over the top on you with waggle. So we got to be disciplined. In order to win this game, we got to be disciplined, stay in our gaps, and um, just go out there and play. Have fun. Did they return quite a bit from last year? Uh, this, I think it was like four or five juniors. They played like four or five sophomores last year with seniors. It was pretty much like us. So fullback, uh, the quarterback, and I think uh, it was like two linemen. So we got our work cut out for us. What do they look like defensively? What kind of scheme are they going to throw at you? Uh, well, they, they are 50 14, but we kind of spread you out this year, so you're going to see probably a base 4 2 alignment from them. Um, outside linebackers buzzing up a little bit. Blitz uh, whenever we send a motion, because that's what Eskew was pretty much doing. So the outside linebackers are probably going to blitz from the outside. Uh, the two middle backers kind of stay home, so a little discipline from the from the, from these guys. Uh, that's really about it. I ain't see nothing nothing special. Well, coach, what does your team need to do on your end of things? What do you need to take care of in order to get a win? Control the line of scrimmage like always. Do not turn the ball over. Execute our offense and on defense. Be fundamentally sound. Get to the football. Get to the ball. Get to the ball. That's all I've been preaching. Get to the ball and discipline, and I think we'll be okay. 
Coach, tell me what a game night is like at Gwynn High School. Is there anything you want to address to the Model Towner fans to get them out there? Oh, no, they, they should be out there in full effect this week because it's, uh, it's Meet the Model Towner. So uh, that's with all the fall, uh, fall athletes out there. So it should be a fun night in Gwynn and hopefully fireworks and everything and we can get this W. Yeah, tell me about the fall activities that have been going on over there, what that consists of. I think it's like a bouncy house for the kids. It's um, it's a few games and activities that they that the parents put on. Uh, then it's like what is it? Cross country, tennis, all the fall athletes. So it's, it's something that Rob's been doing a great job for about six or seven years now. They've been putting on, and they introduce all the athletes, all the fall athletes. So it's a, it's a, it's a good thing. That hopefully, the whole community come out and watch a good football game. Deion Brown is the head football coach of the Gwen Model Towners. They open the season tonight against Bark River Harris. Deion, I appreciate you taking the time as always. We'll talk again soon. Best of luck. All right, thank you. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP in a moment. Your business is unlike any other. That's why at MBank, our business banking team works with you one-on-one to design personalized savings and lending solutions for your business's unique needs. We're here to help your business run efficiently today and build for an even stronger tomorrow. Set your business up for success with MBank. We're here to help you find the right solution. MBank, community-focused, client-driven. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color-matched finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. If you've missed any of our coaches' interviews so far, check them out on demand. Go to our website, ESPNUP.com, or get our free mobile app from the Apple iStore or Google Play. Just look up ESPNUP. Paul Jacobson, Nagani head football coach, joins me now. The Miners open the season tonight at Iron Mountain. Well, Coach, it's that time of the year again. It's been a long preseason. You've been waiting for this moment. You guys ready? Well, you got to be, right? <laughs> you get ready to play a game, you better be ready. Uh, Hayes in the barn, they say... Uh... As old cliche goes, but no, it's been a it's been a great two days. Uh, it, it's good to have a, a veteran team that knows uh, knows the language you're speaking and and uh, knows knows what it takes to get some wins and uh, know what's at stake. Uh, Railway right first first come first serve this season. Well, coach, let's start by talking about how practice has gone leading up to this evening. What's the biggest issue you've been stressing to your guys leading up to the season? Uh, you know, just again, you know, it, nothing changes year to year, really. You know, you have to take care of the little things. Um, but I think the biggest thing we try to impress upon these kids is, um, you know, we started earlier this year as far as school goes. Um, There's a more heightened urgency as far as uh, practice was concerned in, in two days. You know, with our with our uh, with our preseason stuff, and that urgency really, I think, uh, um, hit early. Um, the practices and. You know, the, I think the leadership, the the, the seniors that, that came out, uh, you know, really I think took it upon themselves to um, to help prepare themselves and help prepare the people. Coach, the way last year ended, a chance to get into the playoffs in Week Nine, lose at home, forty-four to zero against Westwood. Does that motivate your guys? Does that give them something to strive for and try to get that bad taste out of their mouth going into this season? You know, uh, I met with the guys back in June. Um, we set some goals for ourselves, but I think the biggest thing is I think in order to to experience experience success, I think you have to know what feeler feels like, 
and and you know, the last two seasons, we you know we've had sophomores now, probably eight sophomores with us for this will be the third season. Uh, four and five, five and four isn't isn't what we're about. Uh, and and they've definitely had your share of experience uh, with failure. And and I think you know, <laughs> especially in my competitive speed, my my competitive spirit. Um, you know, I, I really hate to lose more than I like to win, and uh, I, I think that really kind of drove our guys, uh, you know, in the off season and two days, is you know the the urgency to get prepared, the urgency that you know five and four is not good enough, and and that attitude I think really kind of um, touched home with a lot of people, and, and is really uh, is uh, and affected a lot of our guys. Well, Coach, this senior class has been with you since they were sophomores. They are something special, and you hear a lot of talk about them, high expectations. What is it about that group that makes them so successful? Man, you know, I think the diversity, first of all, because you got, you know, the diversity, you got some different kids as far as skill goes. You got linemen. Uh, also, they're, they're good kids. You know, it's been a pleasure working with these guys. Uh, enjoy going to practice every day. You've had, you know, I've had some teams where, you know, I've been in this game for almost 30 years now. Um, you got some teams that you know you might have a good season, so you can't wait for the season to end just because the the character, the, the the makeup of the team. But this this group right now, I'll tell you, um, they're special because they're good kids uh, on and off the field. Um, you know, a real character type of group, and uh, it's, it's almost like a dream for a coach to, you know to come true uh, to have some talent and have some um, the character to go along with it is uh, is, is truly remarkable. With the expectations around your team, there comes some pressure. Do the guys feel that? And if so, how are they responding to it? You know, I think they've been pretty good. I don't think there's a lot of pressure. You know, I, I think if anything, there's a chip on their shoulder. You know, they they still have a lot to prove, not just to themselves, but the community and 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 UP football in general. You know, they they have to. Uh, um, they feel like they they're good enough. And last year, you know, there's a there was a few games that you know either way a touchdown either way, and and, and it's a different season. So. Um, they've kind of come into the season with a little chip on their shoulder, and um, you know they're ready to get after it. Well, coach, tell me about some of the guys you have back on offense, and what your expectations are for them this year. You know, we've obviously set our bar high. You know, we met in, in June uh, with our guys, and we laid it out for them. And also, I, we, I give them opportunity to uh, to express their their goals, where they see themselves, both individually and as a team. And um, you know, some of the guys we have on offense. You know, you look at uh, the guys up front with. Logan Shottier and uh, Leo Helpy and Michael Delangelo, guys that started last year. Uh, you know, always going to with us, and you know we'll feel comfortable with these guys. They really set uh, the standard for for work and, and and really kind of push people around them. You know, they're the guys that are going to do the work in the trenches, and, and it starts with their attitude. We're going to go as far as, and um, they've had a great off season and a great two days. How about on defense, coach? Tell me about some of the personnel you've got there and what you're going to look like back there. You know, same thing. Um, you know, we got guys up front. I think that can that can make it work. We got some younger guys, and we're going to get in the lineup in there with with Parker Kane and um, um, you know maybe uh, Bryce uh, Dunstan. You know, some of these guys are juniors and they go along with the seniors we already have. But uh, we will help you. Uh, the name that's coming into our heads. You know, you, you hear the Jason Watermans, you hear the Dudu Shanes and Eric Atlamakis. You know, they're they're your they're your guys that are they're going to uh, you know make the headlines. But the guys that um, are doing the work. Uh, Leo Helpy's in the middle force right now at linebacker. And, um, really, is the heart and soul of, of our defense. Um, and we're, you know, he's he's going to obviously um, make some plays for us. But um, I, I think that's contagious too. And um, you know, that that really propels guys around him. 
Well, Jake, let's talk about Iron Mountain. You go there this evening. They've got a really good team coming back. They made the playoffs a year ago. Tell me what to expect from Iron Mountain tonight. No, I, I expect nothing but uh, their best game. You know, it's been a been a tremendous, uh, uh, um, been a tremendous rivalry over the years. You know, I mean, they've they've been competitive. They've been they've had a lot of tradition, uh, winning tradition in Iron Mountain, um, and it's always been a lot of uh, respect between the two between the two organizations and. You know they have a, a lot of skill, a lot of speed. You know they had some guys up front they're bringing back um, on both sides of the ball, and um, expect a, a classic matchup between two uh, two pretty good uh, programs. Yeah, it was a twelve nine loss for your guys last year. A really good game to open up with. Did they have a lot of personnel coming back at least to fill those starting roles? They do, and, and like you mentioned, you know their junior class last year. You know, you know, you don't, you, it's hard to replace a Charlie Gerhardt. You know, I was fortunate enough to uh, uh, be a part of Trigan this summer, and Charlie was on our team, and, and fortunate enough to have him on my sideline. <laughs> he made some plays, and it was it was good to see him with, with our jersey and our colors and our sideline. Um, it's hard to replace something like that, but but they will. Uh, you know, they got uh, Peach Antonio, uh, Marcus Johnson. You know, they they bring some guys back that um, you know that have had some success last year and and uh, we'll have success again this year. Do they throw the ball much, or are they a run-heavy team? You know, they're going to do a little both, and that's what makes them special. If you can do that at the high school level and have success running and throwing the ball, you're going to be good. So, you know, we're obviously going to be challenged offensively and defensively, and uh, we have to be at our best. Defensively, what kind of scheme will they throw at you? You like to bring people in the box, uh, for sure. You know, I, I, you know I've known uh, Coach Marlow for years, and, uh, he's an Iron Mountain guy. He grew up in the in the um, you know Tom Wender era and uh, was along with Scott Body. And these guys like to like to put a lot of people in the box and play solid defense. And, and that's what Iron, Iron Mountain's been known for. Well, Jake, on your end of things, what do you guys need to do? What do you need to take care of to come out with a victory tonight? You know, uh, you like to go go through the old adage, you know, just ball security. But early on, like this, um, you have to be able to uh, you know to to move the ball offensively and, and and play sound defense, and you can't make mistakes, and, and that's what I think uh, was great about our two-day practice. That sense of urgency is, um, you know, we're a high rep, we're high rep coaches, and the more repetitions you can get early on, hopefully you can you can play some football on both sides of the ball. And um, usually, the, you know, the person that makes the team makes the less mistakes usually is the team that that comes up on top. So uh, whether it's blown coverage or whatever we have, we have to be good assignment wise. Paul Jacobson is the head football coach in Nagani. The Miners open the season tonight at Iron Mountain. Jake, I appreciate the time as always. All the best going forward. We'll talk again soon. All right, thanks. Appreciate it. Let's take a time out. More coming up on the Coaches Show after this on ESPN-UP. Football season is an exciting time, and from first downs to touchdowns, it's all about teamwork. I'm E.J. Kostriva, Regional President of First Bank, and our teams in Marquette and Ishpeming are ready to assist you with your banking needs. From a commercial loan to a checking account to a mortgage product, we have a full lineup of products and services with all the conveniences to match. Yes, it's that time of the year. Football is in the air, and First Bank wants to be on your team. Stop in and let's chat. First Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. First-Bank.com. Hi, I'm Mark Stonerock, the Outreach Coordinator and Certified Athletic Trainer for the Sideline to Sideline Sports Medicine Program. 
So one of the nice things about the sideline program is that we all try to abide by to a, a same day or next day coverage. So there is no waiting. There's no, uh, we have an appointment in two weeks, but uh, the athletic trainer will contact the medical practitioner's office and we try to get you in at least within the next day. And that really expedites the whole program. And it takes a little worry out of the patient's hands and out of the parent's hands and gets them right into the track where they need to be. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Marquette Redmen football with head coach Eric Mason. His team opens the season tomorrow night in Traverse City. Well, coach, just about that time to get under the Friday night lights. Tell me about practice leading up to the first one. Uh, practice is, uh, for the most part, gone well. I mean, we've had good weather, luckily. Uh, the kids luck out because the, uh, the warm weather, for the most part, hasn't... Uh, hasn't been around so it's been it's been nice the kids have worked hard and uh you know they've absorbed a lot of uh information in a a fairly short amount of time but we're happy with their progress fundamentally what's been the biggest aspect of the game you wanted to get on your guys about uh just effort effort uh enthusiasm and just play hard uh those are the things that they control and from that standpoint as long as they bring that you know we're happy did you have a few position battles you feel have been worked out by now? Yeah, we've had a couple, uh, you know, and we've got a lot of kids that are splitting time. We're trying to get, you know, the most kids on the field we can during a game um, for obvious reasons with, uh, you know, them being fresh and, and just uh, being involved. It just makes for a better, uh, in my opinion, a better team overall. Do you have a lot of depth you're able to feature this year? Yeah, we don't, we're not bad. Uh, you know, our skill positions are deep. Uh, you know, we're uh, a solid, you know, two and sometimes three deep in each one of those. Uh, the offensive line is a little short on that. Um, we're at least two deep. But, you know, a lot of the kids are new, uh, haven't played last year, and are kind of just getting their feet underneath them and understanding uh, what we're looking for and, and what, what is needed. Coach, tell me about your seniors. How are they feeling as they get set to start their last go-around? Well, we got a great group, a uh, great group of seniors. Uh, I had these kids when they were uh, two years ago when they were freshmen, and they've that core group of kids is thick together. They're very enthusiastic. We've got some vocal leaders. It's kind of nice because we got some vocal leaders, and we got some lead by example seniors. So I, I'm happy with them. They're they're a group of guys that they'll come to me when there's problems, and they'll speak up, and that's what I want. Well, Coach, tell me about some of the returning players who are going to step up and play some big roles for you this year. Uh, the returners coming back are uh, Colin Hicks uh, is a, is a wideout. Isaac Johnson plays uh, uh, receiver and running back for us. Drew Weibel uh, is a uh, corner uh, slash receiver. Uh, Braden Wright is a fullback, uh, actually running back slash linebacker. Uh, we've got uh, guys like Ethan Hayes. Uh, Mike Tarr and Dakota Fortin. We've we've got a good group of returning guys that have play experience uh, last year. Some of them, you know, with this year we got a little different offensive uh, system. So you know they've those guys have grasped that and and have come along great. How about some of the guys that are making the jump from JV to varsity? Who are some guys that we can expect to make an impact for you? Well, the, we've got some JV kids on the varsity at this point. Uh, if you can remember, last year we didn't have a JV program, unfortunately. Um, some of those kids that are, you know, that last year were 10th graders, that are 11th graders now, a, a Ty Parker, a Cameron Carp. Um, let's see, we got, uh, let's see, Ty Cameron, Hobie Manson. Uh, 
these kids, and like I said, Braden Wright, Braden was a sophomore last year, and he started both ways uh, on the varsity team. So, you know, those kids have come up, and they've fallen into the roles, and that's the nice thing is the senior and junior group have meshed well, and in that we have four sophomores that are with us this year, and those two groups have welcomed them and and treated them like uh, they're supposed to be there. Well, Coach, personnel-wise, fundamentally-wise, how will this team be similar to last year's? How will you be different? We'll be similar in the fact of we're going to try, you know, spread the ball around, uh, you know, Dave, uh, Coach LaHillier, uh, had a, a very good uh, system going, and we're kind of, you know, people ask, well, what are you going to do differently? Well, in all honesty, we're just going to try and build what he already established. Um, he, I, he had the program going in the right direction, and I think at this point, if we just up and changed everything, we'd be fools. So we're just going to try and build off what he already uh, had the foundation and go from there. Well, Coach, a really tough way to start the season. Tomorrow night you're at St. Francis, 12-1 and last year, state semifinalists. Tell me about them. What are they going to bring to the table? Well, they're, they're the same as every year. Uh, they, they're real tight. They like to run the ball. Um, they pack everybody into the box, and at that point it's, you know what's coming, you just got to stop it. Uh, they're very well coached, uh, for sure. And, you know, the, the coach uh, had made the comment that uh, they're, they're in a rebuilding, and, you know, I, I keep hearing this rebuilding thing, how are you going to rebuild? Well, that's high school football. Every year you're rebuilding. Um, but their rebuilding is a little different than, than the average team. Uh, their, their kids are, are there. Um, it's a parochial school. They're there, obviously, for academics first, but they're, they're football players, and they come in it, like I said, well-coached, and they just play hard. Do they have some size on the lines or any speed in their backfield? They're decent on the line. Uh, they have a, from what I see on film, they have a real good fullback. Uh, he runs hard. Uh, the quarterback is decent. Um, you know, with film, it, you know, it's hard to, you know, you don't know the competition they're playing. You know, we just have right now the uh, scrimmage film from last week and then some from last year, uh, you know, if some of those kids have played. Um, but, you know, for the most part, you know, all around, they're just a well-disciplined, uh, hard, you know, aggressive uh, and well-coached team. Well, Coach, you mentioned their scrimmage. You had one as well, and you saw two of the better Westpac programs, Westwood and Calumet. What you learn about your team from that scrimmage? Well, I learned that uh, we're, we, we can be physical, and that's the biggest thing going into the scrimmage that, that I was uh, looking for. I mean, there's, you know, you go into a scrimmage, you're obviously not using everything that, you, uh, that you've put in. Uh, you're just trying to get some basic things, uh, you know, completed and, and done well. And our kids gave effort, and they were physical, and that's at this point, that's what I was looking for the most. Which kid wants to step up? and play football at the end of the day it's a physical game and without it uh you don't have much a long trip down to traverse city you've got experience i'm sure with long bus rides keeping guys focused but how do you go about doing that well i think the the main thing is you know the the kids you know you, you're talking about it all week uh you're reminding the kids the reason for some of these kids haven't been across the bridge. Uh, reminding them the reason we're on the bus. Um, you want to kind of, you know, obviously focus. But like you said, it's a five-hour bus ride, and you know, I'm not expecting them to be sitting in their 
in, in their seats, uh, you know, locked in the entire time. So they got to enjoy themselves on this to an extent. And, you know, once we get closer, then we'll, we'll start talking more and, and get them more focused uh, for the task at hand. Well, Coach, you've been with the program since 2010 as the freshman coach. Now you're the head man. You're the varsity head coach. How's this feeling for you? <laughs> uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I give uh, any head coach uh, credit beyond uh, what I had thought. Uh, you know, there's you know, being a head coach at the freshman and being a head coach here is is a totally different animal. Uh, a lot more outside responsibilities that are welcomed uh, there, but in the first year, they're there's quite a few, and once I get, uh, you know, I'm writing note, notes down daily, so next year I'll have it uh, a little better grasp of how to do it, but I told Coach LaHillier, he's got all my respect in the world. Uh, he did, he for the most part, he, he he's helped me tremendously through this and given me uh, different, you know, shortcuts, tips, anything you can ask for, and, and I've got experienced coaches on my staff that have helped me with it as well. Hey, you mentioned talking with Coach LaHillier. About how often do you guys communicate, and he's there to provide counsel? <laughs> Lately, darn near daily. <laughs> um, he's been fantastic. You know, just little things of, uh, you know, where'd you stop uh, when, you know, on the other side of the bridge, uh, you know, food-wise, uh, just things that, you know, you kind of just take for granted, um, but they're they're things that are, that are obviously important, and they don't want to forget. And he's he's been at when I call or, or send him a text, uh, I it's right back, and and we're talking. Eric Mason is the head football coach in Marquette. The Redmen open the 2019 season tomorrow night in Traverse City. Appreciate the time as always, Eric. Best of luck. We'll talk again here soon. Okay, thank you. Let's take a time out. More in the coaches show after this on ESPN UP. At Embers Credit Union, we believe in the UP, so we're helping everyone take their outdoor adventures to the next level. Now's the time to get a great loan rate on an ATV, side-by-side, snowmobile, or camper. Come talk with an Embers Credit Union loan officer in Marquette, Nagani, Munising, or Trinary. We're here to deliver solid financial advice. Check us out online at embers.org. Member NCUA and Equal Housing Lender. We're Embers Credit Union. Let's live it up. Now you can combine Big Boy's Big Goodness with Big Room in the new meeting room that can fit up to 50 people. Next time you need a space for your group and food to feed them, call on Big Boy Marquette. You pay for the food, the room is free to reserve. Take a peek at it the next time you're in. It's in the back by the buffet. There's a TV on the wall if you need and free Wi-Fi. Teams can eat meals there. Ladies have been spotted playing cards. What could you use it for? The brand new meeting room at Big Boy Marquette awaits you. Call 226-1062. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Let's finish off the day by talking Ishpeming Hematite football. We're joined by head coach George Nimi as Ishpeming opens the season tomorrow night against Manistique. Well, Coach, firstly, how's practice gone here in the final weeks of the preseason? Uh, practice has gone very well. Um, you know, we're just fine-tuning things right now. Of course, tonight, a lot of teams in the Westpac got games going on, but, uh, you know, we've got one more day of practice. We've got a Friday night game, um, so we get one more to uh, one more day to work on those details but overall going well. And how are you going to spend that last day of practice? Last day of practice, like putting the finishing touches on some things, um, getting ready for Manistique to come into, uh, come into our, our field tomorrow, and uh, can't tell you how excited we are to get our first game going. Well, Coach, what have you been seeing from your guys here in the preseason? We've been seeing a lot of hard work, a lot of effort, um, 
a lot of commitment to, to details. Um, you know, over the last, uh, you know, over the last week and a half, we've, uh, we've made some progress. Um, you know, of course, our question has always been, you know, how do you replace a Gavin Sunberg? How do you replace that Hunter, uh, Hunter Smith? And, uh, um, you know, our backs are, uh, John Cork and Otto Swanson, Chase Jensen are looking good. They're, uh, um, they're, they're filling those roles nicely. How about some of the guys that are stepping up, making the move from the JV level to the varsity? You know, that's one of our, uh, you know, that's one of our issues right now. You know, we've got a, a very small junior class participation. Um, so, you know, we've got a couple sophomores, uh, that we had to bring up. Uh, we brought up, uh, Dawson DeLongchamp, um, outside linebacker for us, um, um, stuff tackle for us on defense, uh, um, uh, wing back for us on offense who's uh, really doing well uh, we also brought up uh, Victavian Hansen uh, on uh, for our line um, you know so he's getting some reps so those kids are stepping up uh, we've got uh, two juniors and uh, you know Peter Ruthier um, you know played quite a bit for us last year at the JV level and he's uh, working on a cornerback for us right now a defensive backfield for us and uh, doing a good job you know so once again you know going back to the original question you know, we, we, we got a small junior small junior class and that's going to be uh you know um you know tough for us next year when we uh when we graduate these seniors well how about the senior class tell me what you've seen from them and how they've taken on leadership rules you know a senior class i can't say enough about those guys um you know they're just they're just accepting that role of leadership um you know we've got a, a very tight locker room you know like i said we brought a couple sophomores up and you know they were just welcomed into into that group it's just a tight-knit group we did some uh, team bonding over the weekend at at uh, one of our parents camps and you know it was just uh it was fun to fun to see those guys interact it was it was fun to see um you know those kids that you know we saw four years ago as freshmen just mature and just accept that role of leadership it's 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 really good to see well, Coach, what's going to be the strength of this year's hematite team? Is it your strength, maybe size, speed, what have you? You know, the, you know, going back, you know, our our strength is going to be, of course, our offense and defensive line play. Um, you know, and, and, you know, we're going to be a, a smash mouth football team. We're going to be a straight, you know, downfield running football team. You know, so that offensive line is going to open up some holes for for us, and 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 we're going to run through those holes. And uh, you know, defensively, we return some uh, some really really strong uh, defensive linemen um, and a great linebacking crew. And uh, you know, we're replacing our defensive backs, but the, but our coverages right now are uh, you know it, it's it, it's like we haven't missed a beat. Well, George, let's talk about Manistique. They had to cancel the second half of their football season last year due to low numbers. What do you know about them this year? You know, I don't know much. I saw him, uh, I saw him on a scrimmage film. Um, I'm looking at a roster right now. It looks like they've got uh, you know 23, 24 kids on that on their roster. Um, you know what I saw on 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 film. Um, you know they've got some. Uh, they got a couple good running backs. Um, they got uh, you know they got some good defensive backs. Um, you know, so we're looking for a looking forward to a good game. You know, also looking at this roster right now, it looks like they've got a one, two, three, four, maybe six or seven underclassmen on there. We're talking six six sophomores, maybe a freshman on there as well. So you know, they're young. You have any idea if they have size, speed they can bring to the table? I you know it looks like they've got some speed. Um, you know, the, like I said, they're returning a. You know, three-year starter, I, I think, in Skylar Anderson. Um, that's uh, been a good running back for them. So, um, and they've got a you know a two or three-year quarterback um, coming back that's got some speed. So, not sure on the size end of it. It's hard to tell from film. 
you know, if they're, if they're really big. But it looks like they did have some speed. Well, Coach, you had a scrimmage of your own last week, got to host Houghton, Gwynn. Tell me what you learned about your squad from that scrimmage. You know, I learned, uh, you know, defensively that, uh, you know, we're going to be able to hang with the best. Um, you know, our, 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 our linebackers, our, our defensive line, and our DBs did a great job. Offensively, um, you know, we were able to move the football, you know, just straight ahead, hematite football, you know, running ISO at you, running slant, um, you know, just uh, we were able to do some things on the line to open up some holes for us, and our backs were able to hit those holes. I really liked what we did last week. You know, it was a decent scrimmage for us. It was a good look, um, good evaluation piece, and uh, you know, we took that we took that film and, and we went to work and we, you know, uh, tightened up some of our formations, tightened up some of our uh, you know some of our running angles, and and uh, you know, I, I really like what we did in our scrimmage. Well, coach, tell me about what you guys need to do tomorrow night to take care of business. What are some keys to the game? You know, first and foremost, we have to be physical, and we and we have to bring that 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 hematite effort, that hundred percent hematite effort. But you know, the bottom line is, you know, it's it's all about the physicality. Um, you know, we've got to get a push on the line. We've got to own that line of scrimmage, and uh, you know, if we can do that, we should be successful. Coach, tell me about the atmosphere of an Ishpeming home football game. I mean, the crowd is electric. They come out and support you. Anything you want to address to the crowd before kickoff? You know, I just look forward to seeing everybody tomorrow. Um, you know, we're, we're going to put a great uh, gr- great product on the field, and, uh, you know, we just want to represent Ishpeming Hematite football the way it's been represented in the past. Look forward to seeing everybody there tomorrow night. Well, Coach, you've been the junior varsity head guy for a few years on Jeff Olson's squad. Now you're at the varsity helm. How are you feeling? Huh. I tell you what, I'm itching to get going for this first game. You know, three weeks of practice, and, you know, we're going to probably go out and watch a couple of games tonight. You know, we've got uh, Westwood Houghton in our area, and then we've got uh, Nagani Iron Mountain in our area as well. So, you know, we've got a couple of games that we might be able to catch tonight. You know, it's, you know, you, you wouldn't think one day would make a difference, but I, you know, I kind of wish we, you know, we got to play tomorrow night, but I wish we were playing tonight. You know, one more day. I'm just excited, chomping at the bit to get going. George Nemi is the head football coach at Ishpeming. The Hematites open the year tomorrow night against Manistique. Coach, I appreciate you taking the time as always. Best of luck this year. We'll be talking again soon. Hey, thank you, Tanner. Appreciate it. Now with that, for the last couple minutes of the show, let's turn it over to the phone line again. This time we'll go to the media and get a media perspective on it. John Michael Hofling, sports guy at ABC10, usually on the show with me Wednesdays along with Tyree Smith. Instead, he's here to help me talk a little high school football. Special occasion, Mike. we got to have you on for the opening night of high school football. Thursday night lights finally come on this evening. I know, man. I've been dying for it. I'm, I'm, I, I do like talking about the Brewers and Tigers every single day, but, you know, <laughs> it's repetitive. Well, I tell you what, we've got some pretty good games in the area tonight. The three in our county, or at least the three involving teams in our county, between Marquette, Nagani, and Gwynn, all of them should be really good ones. I know Westwood blew out Houghton 42 nothing last year. I don't think that'll be the case tonight. I think it's going to be a really evenly matched game. But that 6'4", 245-pound fullback Houghton has, and he is an animal and far bigger than anybody on Westwood's roster. I'm not saying Westwood's not going to be able to stop him, but tackling is going to have to be absolutely key tonight for the Patriots. Yeah, when I was actually talking to Scott Sergela, Ty Alderton, and some of the other folks over at Westwood, they were saying that that was their, not their only concern, but by far what they were focusing at least 90% of their game planning process for this on was that fullback. And they kept saying, we got to use our speed, we got to use our speed, we got to use our speed. Keep in mind, this 265 or whatever he weighs fullback, he's faster than most guys mm-hmm. in the upper peninsula. 
So it's going to all come down to taking out the legs, which I know you're not technically <laughs> supposed to go after for proper tackling technique, but I think it's going to all come down to how quickly they can get to his legs. And like you said, it's a smaller team, so getting through that Houghton offensive line is also good. Or it's a younger team at Westwood, so getting through that Houghton offensive line before he finds a hole or finds some open space is going to be really difficult. And Scott Sergela stressing the importance of controlling the trenches. you got to control things up front. You win the battle in the trenches. That's how things are going to work in your favor. Taylor Delangelo, the new quarterback for Westwood this year, ended up winning the battle late in camp. It's hard to replace somebody like Nathan Beckman. It's hard to replace somebody like Ashton Bergman. But they moved Delangelo. They move Eric Anderson. I mean, they've got some athletic kids in those spots. Not maybe their natural position, or at least it's a new position to them this year. But I tell you what, they've got the right guys for the job. Those guys are quality athletes, and I'm excited to see how they pan out. Oh, anybody that's under Scott Sergio's wing is going to turn into a fantastic athlete. There's a reason he's coaching track, basketball, and football at that school now. <laughs> because he breeds strong athletes. So, Taylor Delangelo, he's under a lot of press, pressure, like you said, to replace a guy like Nate Beckman. And from what I've seen of him so far, what I've seen at practices, and I've gone to a couple other practices and tried to watch a little bit, it's that he doesn't have the strongest arm, but he's very smart. He's very safe. He doesn't turn the ball over when he throws. And he uses his speed really well because quarterback's not his natural position. So, he he's mentioned to me that, quarterback and running back are pretty much the same sort of position in their offense. So if he can manage that and just avoid turnovers, if they could just push the ball upfield, 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 and manage the clock, it should be a solid offensive plan. Yeah, really, those will be the three keys to the game tonight and really all season long. Game management, no turnovers, controlling the line of scrimmage, and tackling. It's going to be a young group. It's going to be a small group for Westwood, but there's nothing saying that they don't have talent there, that they're not well coached, and that they shouldn't expect to have a really good season. On Houghton's side, they're a team that occasionally mixes in the past. They utilize it maybe a little bit better than the average Upper Peninsula team. A new quarterback this year with Ted Hallinan. They've got a good team, and they were certainly playing their best football at the end of last year. Don't expect it to be another 42 nothing romp. No, I wouldn't expect it to be that at all. In fact, as we've talked about, with Westwood being such a young team and a lot of kids moving up to varsity for the first time, I wouldn't be surprised if Houghton, the team that has a lot of returning pieces, a lot of their star pieces from last year returning, I wouldn't be surprised if Westwood actually falls in this one. That's not saying that they're going to have a bad season. That's just saying they need to work out the kinks and putting new players in new positions and figure out what everybody's role is going to be for the remainder of 2019. They're building something really special out there in Houghton. But let's go over to the Iron Range, Iron Mountain and Nagani. That's going to be a fun one tonight. I know Marcus Johnson not scheduled to play, still recovering from an off-season injury. I'd like to see that game at full strength because Iron Mountain is a junior-laden team last year. They've got a really good senior class this year. Nagani, everybody talks about that senior class and how special they are. They go head-to-head tonight to open the season. I mean, this is a premier week one matchup. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, and... I, was to, I, I wasn't able to talk to Iron Mountain during my high school football season previews. I would have liked to. I reached out to them a couple times, but never heard back. But when I talked to Menominee, Menominee had a scrimmage with Iron Mountain earlier uh, or last week, at some point last week. I can't remember the exact day. And they said that Iron Mountain was a team that really, really scared them. And this is, this is a Menominee team that, keep in mind, yeah, they didn't make the playoffs last year, but they're fresh off a 22-year streak where they made the playoffs. And this year they have 16 seniors. So if this is so for Menominee, this is going to be the year where they really have a chance to start a new streak and really start it off strong. 
they were they were worried. They were legitimately worried about Iron Mountain. So I think it's going to be really cool to see just how those guys do out there. And you're talking about Nagani, too. I can't wait to see Jason Waterman. I mean, you know this is going to be my first football season here. I've seen him in basketball. I've seen him in baseball. He's been great in both of those. But I've yet to see him in football. People say that's what he's best at. Now, football, he's really fun to watch. I covered that Westwood-Nagani game last year. Every game except the Westwood game, it's going to be a lot of fun to see him going to Drew Duchesne downfield because that kid has wheels and Waterman oh, yeah. has an arm. Those two are going to be a lot of fun to watch. And this has all the potential of being a really special season for Nagani. Well, it'll probably still be fun to watch during the Westwood game. Just uh, you got to be a little <laughs> upset about that, you personally. Then you've got Gwyn and Bark River Harris this evening. Gwyn won that game 36-20 to last year. They're missing some key pieces, yet... They've got a lot of good pieces coming back. And talking with Deion Brown, he loves the depth on this team. I mean, they can go deep into the match. Yeah, he seems really, really positive and optimistic about this team. And a lot of it, I think, has to do with the return of quarterback Caleb Anderson. That's going to be a huge, huge improvement from what they had last year. Caleb Anderson has UP, uh, has UP Football Player of the Year aspirations on his mind right now. That just goes to show not only uh, his confidence in himself, but the team's confident that he can lead them. I tell you what, Bark River's a team that's hard to pinpoint. Yeah, they started a little bit slow last year. They got a little bit momentum going toward later in the year, and they've got some talent there. They've got quite a few guys that are returning. I don't know what to expect from them, but I do know to expect a really good ball game tonight in Gwynn. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the game last year was 36-20, which I think in high school football, that's closer than the score would indicate. It's just... A couple things go your way, a couple things go don't go Gwyn's way, and all of a sudden you got a tie ball game in that one. And, of course, with the new-look offense we're going to see under Deion Brown, it could be a little bit of a mishandling situation. I know they're planning on running the ball a lot, using a lot of reverses and read options and stuff like that. With They, they have a two-headed running back system that's going to be – it's probably going to work out really well for them. But with that become, comes a lot of misreads that can happen, a lot of – you're trying to read one thing, you end up reading the wrong things, you pick the wrong hole, you get taken down behind the line of scrimmage. So it's going to be interesting to see just how those edge rushers for Bark River Harris work against Gwynn's offense like that. Tell you what, a couple teams that are going to play tomorrow night, you've got Ishpeming at home welcoming Manistique, the beginning of the George Nimi era. I tell you what, that place is going to be packed. That atmosphere at Ishpeming for a football game is outstanding. I tell you what, they've got some young guys that are coming up. They've got some guys that are making the jump and learning the new curve, what have you. Ishpeming is going to be just fine, though. They run the same style of football, hard nose. They smash it down your throat. And their defense has potential to be one of the best in the UP this year. Yeah, it absolutely does. They don't have the biggest team in terms of pure numbers, but they have one of the biggest teams in terms of pure size that I've seen, pure size and girth. And it's going to be interesting to see just how Miami, or just how Nimi's game plan differs, if at all, from Jeff Olson's, because whatever he's told me has always been, we're pretty much the same, and Jeff Olson is still involved in the in the game planning process, according to me. Yeah, he's been around for counsel. He's provided help. I know he loves that program. I'm sure Jeff is going to be there tomorrow night. You can say the same thing with Dave LaHillier and Eric Mason over at Marquette. You know, LaHillier had the program going in the right direction. He turns it over to Mason, who just came off an undefeated season with the Redmen freshman team. And I tell you what, they might have a really good year, but tomorrow night's going to be a toughie when they go down to St. Francis, a three-hour trip to take on the defending state semifinalist, a team that they lost to 42-3 to last year. Yeah, and now you don't have Ethan Mardish. 
it's going to be a tough first game, a very tough first game. But you need games like that. You know, you need to be yeah. battle-tested, what have you. And in the end, once they get to Great Northern play, this is going to be a good thing for them. Yeah, but most of the time during a season, you like to start off with a real fluffer game or something easy. That's why you see teams like Ohio State take on the, the – uh, the Florida the Atlantic this weekend. Yeah, Florida <laughs> Atlantic, teams like that. Because you need a game to sort of build confidence. This is a team that's coming off a four and five season. So they were all right, but they weren't anything special. And now they lose some of their best players. No matter what they say to the cameras or anything, there's got to be something in the back of their heads that's saying, I'm not too sure about this. So going up against that, if they can improve on that 42-3 loss last year, I think that that's a good step. And I think that that would provide some confidence. But still, getting destroyed or anything like that, I'm not saying it's going to happen for sure, but I'm saying that it wouldn't do wonders for Marquette for the rest of the season, I feel. The other problem with that is scheduling. There's not a lot of teams of that size around here. You have to go into Wisconsin. you got to go to Traverse City. I mean, it's got to be tough to be one of the larger schools in the UP and try to schedule some games. It may have something to do with factoring into it, but I tell you what. We are out of time. John Michael Hoefling, sports guy at ABC10, is with us. I appreciate you, my man. Am I going to see you at Westwood tonight? Of course you will, man. I'm going to see. I'm going to be doing Westwood and Gwynn tonight. we got Tyree covering the game over in Superior Central, and we're going to have the Alpina. That's going to have a game later tonight. All right. It's going to be a fun one. Check those out, ABC Local 10. Glad to have you along for the Coaches Show. Again, kickoff coming up at 7 this evening, about an hour from now. Pre-game in 30 minutes. I'll see you over there at Westwood. For John Michael Hoefling, I'm Tanner Hoops. Thanks for listening to ESPN-UP.